My bitch suck dick like she suck dick. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how you doing? Oh, I am doing swagtastic. How about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, caught the uh, MTV VMA Awards. They call it Video Music Award, which is just so dumb. Why do they do that? Seriously. Like, did someone make a mistake? They're like, nah, it's stylistic backwards. Yeah, that's the point. Is there anybody who hasn't switched up the words by accident? <laughs> I, I actually, I really appreciate this year they decided to put the uh, the highlights on YouTube instead of doing that dumb thing where they just don't release it. And then people end up just getting like really crappy copies of it anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, just show it to the people and then get your ad revenue off of it from putting it on YouTube. Like, why waste people's time with the, oh, no, you have to go to the site. No, stop. <laughs> I think they ended up posting something like 80% of the show. And like we were saying beforehand, like, most people are canceling their cable. So if they're not going to see the award show on your actual channel, you might as well make the ad revenue on YouTube. That makes the most sense because... Not a lot of people are going to go to your website for the videos. Like, do you remember when we had to do that for the BET Awards? It was a pain in the ass. Dude, they're always horrible. I don't know if there's something about, like, there's some, maybe there's some sort of uh, easy video encrypting uh, that YouTube does that is really easy and really cool and should be available on all video platforms, but because they, like, copyrighted it or something, now, like, all these other guys have to go through their elbow to get to their ass on how to make videos, but they're always shitty and they're always horrible. Like, uh, MTV, BET, their own sites, they're always horrible video players. I remember when we were trying to watch the videos from the BET Awards to talk about it, there were, like, long ads before every video, uh-huh. unskippable, long-ass ads, and they would take forever to load. Yeah, and then someone decided to have the bright idea to put them all on one on one page where they all played at the same time. <laughs> oh, God! I didn't even see that. That's terrible. But yeah, we wanted to talk about some of the, some of the highlights. No, I, I gotta say, first of all, just watching the performances, like, just the way they shot things, like, every time they panned to the audience, the audience always looked unimpressed with what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. Even with Kendricks, there was a literal man on fire (laughs) swinging a sword, and he cut over to, I don't know, maybe like, uh, I think it was like the girl from Stranger Things was just like, hmm. Yeah, I was like... Like, are you fucking serious? You're you're not blown away by this, Millie. Really? There was like maybe one instance of people being impressed. I think it was like the pink performance. Just because, like, the nostalgia pop of, like, oh, I know that song. Dude, if, if, if you cut back to the BET Awards, I'm sorry, but I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of comparing here. The, the attitude of the shows was completely different. If you look at clips from the BET Awards, everybody out of their seat, dancing, singing, holy shit, when fucking Migos uh, were doing a t-shirt and bed and bougie, there wasn't a single person in that building not up on their feet, dancing, singing along, jumping over all, like, jumping over other people, losing their fucking minds. Kendrick's on there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, I know there's men in ninja costumes climbing up a light fixture and a literal man on fire swinging a sword, but, um, I've, I've, I've seen it before. <laughs> like, right? This is old hat by my standards. Jared Leto is not impressed. <laughs> but, yeah, um... 
Now, to Kendrick's performance, I, I kind of felt like it was a little lackluster. Not, not like, not, you know, showing any appreciation lackluster, but it, it's just like in the sense of his delivery, like he kept dropping words as he was rapping. If you're already like out of breath and dropping words with less than two songs, like, what would a whole night be like? These weren't just his songs as is. They were like remixed for the MTV Awards. Like there was yeah, weird that's true, that's true. production things thrown in there. Maybe it's not like I'm sure it's been rehearsed. I was going to say maybe it wasn't as familiar with it. I'm sure, you know, he was and I knew he knew what he was doing. But like when you're performing for the VMAs, there's a lot less of an expectation uh. because people expect the, the lip synced performances, I, I, would, I would assume, because it's MTV. You know, and it makes me mad. Like, remember back in the in the early '90s when people basically crucified fucking Millie Vanilli for doing a voiceover performance? Now that's just the way things are. Like, I know those dudes are probably so fucking pissed. Well, the one dude who didn't fucking kill himself out of shame. Yeah, Jesus, they, they lost their entire career, and they, and and they weren't like one hit wonders. They had like four giant hits. Yeah. They were doing really fucking well for themselves, and yeah, that's all it took was that vocal track to skip on the award show. Not even their fault. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's the exact same thing that happened to, uh, what was it, uh, Ashley Simpson on Saturday Night Live? I feel like they rely a lot on the stage performance. Ironically, it's not as much about the music in the long run. It's more about the spectacle. Like, you see some of the performances, like, they'll just have, like, fire in the background. They'll be like, that doesn't even fit what's happening. They always go to fire. Yeah, fire's their go-to thing. Uzi won Song of the Summer. Out of the four songs that were nominated, yeah, I could definitely see his being the best of those four. What were the other ones? Do you remember? So there was Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. Eh. Oh, There's no. nothing holding me back. I don't even think I ever heard that song. I, I have heard that. I-, I-, I could see how that could possibly be a contender, but so- definitely not for Song of the Summer. But uh, no, I think Wild Thoughts definitely should have won. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. I don't want to hear that like at the cookout. You know, like I don't think the people voting on the end because this was a viewer voted thing. I don't think people voted in the sense of a song of the summer context. I just think they voted for their favorite song. It's like how many of the, uh, how many fans are most likely to have seen their favorite artist give the link to the MTV thing? That's really all it's dependent on. Who has more of a social media presence. Yeah. And Lil Uzi Vert's song has been out for a while. Wild Thoughts is kind of a late entrant like like it's only been out for a couple weeks it feels like mm. but i mean rihanna dj khalid you would imagine that yeah that would be a yeah. you know th- that song is huge but it, like i don't even think that feels like a song of the summer none of them really do like De- demi lovato might come the closest as far as a pop thing because I- i'm not trying to sound biased or anything but when it does come to a song of the summer i do tend to typically think pop songs Unless it's more prevalent. Like, I remember thinking All Right by Kendrick should have been the song of the summer for like two years ago because, unfortunately, there was a big uptick in police brutality and a lot of that. And that song was getting played a lot and it was also becoming a rallying cry for the Black Lives Matter movement. You were hearing people chanting the lyrics in the streets. Yeah. That was a literal song of the summer because it encapsulated the feeling and the emotion. Exactly. All my friends are dead. I, I definitely think it's a, a, like Wild Thoughts is a lot more fun. Like that be- guitar, like come on, you know you're hearing that at every fucking house party. You know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, especially if you're talking about, like, Santana, because yeah. I remember, like, Smooth was, like, Song of the Summer in 99. <laughs> exactly. You know, hey, hey, sometimes you gotta refer back to the classics, you know? And then, and then you know, I, I kind of felt bad, because it was like, you know, you see Lil Uzi, he just seems like a cool guy. Like, <laughs> when you saw him receive the award, he was just like, man, dude, this is fun. I'm having a good time. I'm blazed out of my fucking mind. You know, it's all good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like, man... You know what? He seems like it. He seems all right. Still bagging on his songs, but you know, you know, I feel like he would. I feel like he wouldn't even care. Like, cause I, no, I remember there was something about like Kodak Black was like, "Yo, fuck Lil Uzi Vert. That nigga need a dick. His his music sucks. He in the same class as me." Blah blah blah. Talking out his neck on all this bullshit, and then Lil Uzi Vert's like, "Oh, what's your response?" Uzi was just like. I, I'm fine with him. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> so he seems like the type of guy who's like, even if you diss the shit out of, out of him, he'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on here, but I thought we were cool. Before we move on, there were eight nominees for Song of the Summer. You saw the second four. Oh. There were four other ones. There was uh, OMG by uh, uh, Camila Cabello featuring Quavo. No. I've never heard that. No. There, there was Shape of You... <laughs> by Ed Sharon. That was like the spring. Yeah, but still no, just cuz that song kind of sucks. Yeah, uh Down Fifth Harmony featuring I Gucci Mane. I haven't heard that either, but seriously? Okay. Despacito probably should have won. Yeah. <laughs> That's been number 1 for months. I don't even care for the song. But But you can't deny There's it. no denying Despacito's popularity. I, it pissed me off though. It was like, did we need Justin Bieber on the track? Like, would this really have not been a number one song without Justin Bieber? Like, really? No, it wouldn't have. No. Because, I mean, a, a totally Spanish song in 2017? No. It needs that. It needs the, the guy who everybody knows. Because Daddy Yankee, at least as far as, like, mainstream top 40 appeal, he doesn't have the, the buying power of a Justin Bieber. Maybe in the reggaeton community. This would be like if... Oh, uh, sure, your uh, Gangnam Style uh, song is good, but let's throw fucking uh, uh, a dude from Maroon 5 on it just to make sure it goes. No, you don't need to have the American, here guys, see, dumb Americans, you don't understand, so we have to throw on someone singing English first. He, was, he adds absolutely nothing to the track. It's just, hey, here's English, idiots. Anyway, here's the rest of the song. That song was fun, energetic, and dancey. Despacito's boring. See, I don't think it's boring. I think it's fun. I think it's boring as shit. I like how I don't care for it. I like how the song is called Despacito, which means slowly, and then you actually have the element of where it actually slows down with just the Despacito doing that in Puerto Rico. I was like, hey. Like I know even like the reggaeton people apparently hate it. Really? But you know what? Let 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 people have their fun, man. Let let people have their fun. I'm all about inclusion. I don't even feel like I necessarily need to say that at this point because people already listening to this podcast already accuse me of being too liberal or too progressive as is. But as it stands, I like when people make strides to try to be more inclusive, uh, cover more bases, make people feel welcome. I don't necessarily think calling it a moon person oh. was really <laughs> necessary. Wait, were, were people doing that prominently, or was it just one or two people? The person doing the interview with Lil Uzi Vert made sure to refer to it as a moon person four or five times. And you don't even need to do that. You could just call it an award. But it was, it was almost like there was a corporate note 
make sure to call it a moon person at every single possible chance. And I'm not saying that the statue needs to have a specific gender, because it's a fucking statue, and I don't care. But if it's called a moon man, right? It was supposed to idolize or represent Buzz Aldrin yeah. on the moon. But just call it a, I don't know, call it an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it feels... Actually, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just feels like you're trying way too hard by calling it a moon person. Like, is anyone going to consider that a win? Is anyone ticking that in the W column? Like, wow, MTV, so progressive, calling it a moon person. While meanwhile censoring Pink's concert of cutting out a clip of a gay kiss. Dude, I, when I caught that shit, I, I had me so tight because right before that, I was like, yo, you know, I really respect them for putting the trans vets uh, in the award show. That was great. Yeah, that was really cool of them to do. And I was like, dude, that's really like cool because it's like, you know, they easily didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like, they could have easily not alienated what they felt was their more conservative audiences or whatever. But they were like, it'll be more advantageous at this point to be for uh, trans vets than, than to have them just be disappeared. So I like that basically at the end of the day, the audience that they feel that they need to cater to is an audience that is more accepting. Yeah, when I saw the thing with the pink, like, you specifically see they're having a... It's like a fight that's going on on stage. And it's like, your eye is specifically drawn to what looks like these two people pushing each other. And then you see he pushes them on the ground and he jumps on top of them and goes in. And then it cuts to, like, people clapping. <laughs> and then it cuts back. I was like... Ah, you know, fool of me. That was bullshit. <laughs> and see, I, I saw all the people commenting of going, there was no gay kiss, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Then why would they make that super obvious, awkward cut? Yeah. Why would you cut away from that to a random clip of, of clapping for, what, like a second? And, and here's the thing, like, I, I know people do that all the time. They do the sort of like, <clears throat> we're cutting from here to here, like, to show a reaction to what's happening. But... That looked like just the action of what was happening was so, like, engaging. It doesn't make sense to cut away from it. So Pink was doing that big montage performance because she won the Vanguard Award, correct? Which is tight, which is tight. She's had some pretty cool videos. I personally, I love Pink. Like, that's a part of me that people don't see as much. The, the part of me that absolutely fucking loves Pink and just, like, the artist that she was. Like, she's one of those artists that hit, like, at the right time for me. Like, the fucking, uh, uh, I can run as fast as I can to the middle of nowhere. Like, just a sort of like, ah, I'm a kid and I'm angsty and shit. Like, she just had <laughs> that perfect time for that, you know what I'm saying? I think people just need to take a step back and realize that her first album came out 17 years ago. Yeah, that was like 2000? Yeah. 2000? She's been doing this shit for a fucking while. Say what you will. About the music. If, if you're not a big fan of Pink, then, you know, that's fine. Some of the shit is whack. The, the, the fucking just get dancey shit that needed to go. What's the dealio? All that shit was a bit like, mmm, <laughs> it's a bit lame. I absolutely love the, she thought, like, the chorus was going to hit, but it was just a little fill right before the chorus happened. She's like, that raise, oh, fuck. <laughs> I love that, and I, I hate when, like, I have a very specific preference for that, and I think it might just be, like, the, the comedic approach. I've heard some stations do, like, a hard, loud beep, and I love that because, you know, it lets you know what was supposed to be there. Other stations do, like, a, oh, mm, You gotta let great. people know that it's supposed to be a curse word. 
I've always just been under the impression that she was the sole songwriter and people were just being too polite to tell her when she wrote whack shit down. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this used to be a fun house, but now it's filled with evil clowns. Uh, I, I never, I, I somehow skipped that album. I never heard anything from that one. Never heard anything from Funhouse. You were fortunate. So Katy Perry's entrance. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 she has not a very good what? presence. Oh. She's so bad. Katy Perry comes out as an astronaut because at first I thought, hey, you know, I get it. MTV, moon man, moon person, you have to have <laughs> Katy Perry as an astronaut. That makes sense. But then she says, oh, I've been in outer space. And it's like, my first note Katie is... Katy Perry, you're not weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, First of all, you're not weird. You try to present yourself as being weird in these music videos, but it really isn't fooling anybody. It really feels desperate and cringy. Second of all, you weren't away for that long. Like, especially <laughs> compared to, again, like someone like Kesha, three years between albums, maybe. Why Why are we supposed to be like, oh my god, Katy Perry, where the fuck have you been? And then the year before, she had, like, the official theme to the Olympics. The premise is that Katy Perry has been in outer space and she doesn't know how things have been since the election. Which is bullshit, because we already know she's fully aware because she campaigned with Hillary and <laughs> whatever. But she comes down and she's like, hey, everybody, I know you guys have been doing such a great job holding it down. You know, the world's such a great place. 2016 was rough, but I know you guys got it. And the audience is like awkwardly laughing because they can't tell where they're going <laughs> with this. Like, we don't know if she really is, like, unaware or, like, ignorant to how terrible things are or if it's a really bad setup. She then moves on to, like, hey, well, I gotta change out of this outfit. Uh, what are the cool kids wearing? And they bring out a clothes rack and she pulls out, like, the costume from Handmaid's Tale. And it's like, oh, what is this? A throwback pilgrim style? Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cute. And again, it's like, oh, she's she's unaware of the show and its social relevance. Then someone hands her a newspaper and the headline is just, the world is on fire. And then she's like, how are you coping with all of this? And someone gives her a fidget spinner. Yeah, that was so dumb. And again, just condescending, like, is this, is this how you guys have been coping? You've just been spinning away? It's like, this isn't the time or place for this shit. First of all, it's the fucking VMAs. Why are you, like, because the VMAs, I mean, MTV is all about supposed to be, like, you know, we, we're, we're supposed to have our finger on the pulse of, what, of what's cool to the kids, right? Yeah. So to have a joke about, isn't it stupid that kids are into this? It's just, like, it's just so weird. She had the awkward moment where she was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. But it was just, like, it's just weird because it's, like, I mean, here's the thing. Fidget spinners, they're not even that big. Like not anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially at the point of her making this joke. <laughs> yeah, that that shit came and went while she was in quote outer space. She already missed that. <laughs> they panned over to like Ellen DeGeneres, and it was like it's funny that they panned over to her because I feel like Katy Perry right now looks like a less charismatic Ellen DeGeneres. It really did feel like maybe they asked Ellen first, and she like had some contractual thing where it's like, oh no, I can't. Uh, make Katy Perry do the terrible shtick and then they just fucking because that really did feel like something I'd kind of expect Alan to do yeah because the timing the, the timing for the comedy is just sort of off and that's because Katy Perry's not a very good like pr comedic performer that is why back in the early days of Saturday Night Live the only people who were ever brought on to be hosts 
were comedians because they know comedic timing. That's why Saturday Night Live since has kind of become so shit because they'll just let anybody host. And if it does work, it's either a fluke or they still have some type of comedic background. Like I remember John Goodman was invited on like dozens of times, but he was a sitcom actor. So he's aware of, you know, comedic timing. But when they bring musicians on to host... And not just perform. Or presidential candidates. <coughs> it always feels like this is just a ratings grab, which maybe that's very well the reason why they had uh, Katy Perry host was for a ratings grab. Oh, Ed Sheeran and Lil Uzi Vert performing Shape of You and EXO Tour Lilith 3. A friend of mine walked in like while I was watching it and he was just like, what is this? This guy's boring. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who he was. It was just the first wow. thing he thought it was just, this is boring. So it's like, yeah. it's not just me being, oh, I listen to a lot of music, and this is boring back in comparison. It's just a random person just came in. It was just like, wow, that is boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, for the first minute and a half, you know, you're seeing, like, him trying to perform, the two singers to the side. Nothing's happening. He's trying to do his best to, like, move around. He stands on top of a thing at one point, stops playing his guitar, so it's obvious that his guitar playing is not really important to the song. <laughs> I will say I, I appreciated Alessia Cara when she did the, I think it was Scars to Your Beautiful. Oh, yeah. And it actually, like, I heard she had, like, the flu or something like that, but she mm. per- performed through it, and I was like, you know, I, I appreciate that, because the thing is, it's like, people aren't going to make fun of you if we know you're a good singer, but you're you're having a bad night tonight. They're going to make oh, yeah. fun of you if it sounds like you're obviously having a vocal track. Uh, 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 case in point, the Mariah Carey performance, and and you slip up, and we find out that it's like, oh wow, because you know, the, you know how they say the cover up is worse than the lie, you know? You're right. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, you can't do shit. But if you're singing and it's like, oh wait, I can hear, I can hear your timbre, I can hear it sounds good, but it's just slightly affected tonight. People will respect that, and I feel like people respected Alessia Cara's performance. Um, at least I did. But then getting back to Ed Sheeran. So Lil Uzi Vert comes in with this puffy jacket, which looks like his upper body is like slightly too big for his lower body. Oh. And the backpack for some reason, because I guess we're still doing backpack stuff now. And he starts singing like his own little uh, version of the chorus. And I was like, yo, that actually sounds pretty cool. (laughs) And then he flips into his song and I was like, Yo, I am not going to lie. I would really appreciate if this was just a little Uzi Vert performance over Shape of You. And I was like, why didn't he jump into the crowd? Come on. <laughs> like, he just stands like he's, he's having a good time. It doesn't matter what you think of the song. You know what? A live performance is it's supposed to be about making the people feel it. And I feel like the people were feeling him at least as much as they could feel him whenever you cut to people and everyone just looked bored out of their fucking skulls. Is there a thing that says... That these people have to go. You all the time hear that, like, even people that were up for awards sometimes, like, couldn't be there. So people, like, accept the awards on their behalf. I don't know if it's like, man, this is the only time of year I get to see these people because I'm so busy. Maybe that's it? Because it's, like it's a big gala event where all that's these, like, true. different celebrities get to hang out. But, man, some of them just seem like they'd rather be anywhere else. <laughs> This week on the Going Off Podcast, we are talking about Saturation 2 by Brock Hampton. And that really is a uh, fitting title, Saturation, because they had the one album come out in May. 
They've got this one coming out uh, just this past week, and they've got a third album scheduled for later in the year. If that's not saturating the uh, the charts and the market, I don't know what is, but it really is a really impressive display of um, the work ethic that this group's got going on, that they're able to churn out uh, that much, that consistently. Yeah, I, I think it's actually kind of like, uh, there's like 10 guys in this group. I mean, if all of them individually made albums, they could put out 10 albums in one year. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal for like 10 people to be able to have three albums worth of material, right? Mm. I mean, that, that just makes sense to me. It was just like, it's like, I'm surprised more people haven't done that sooner, you know? So like, we have a whole group of people even if one of us worked on, like, one song for this whole album, we could put out, like, three albums every year. Like, it's completely possible, you know? Like, if it was if it was one guy putting out three albums a year, I'd be like, holy shit, that's impressive. But, like, you know, a collective... I mean, you can split time between people a lot more, you know? But that's not to say that it is still pretty cool. Like, if you're a fan of them, then it's just like, oh, man, that was cool. What? What? There's already another one? Uh, all right. Oh, oh, shit, they already uploaded, like, the music video for the next one? Holy fuck <laughs> I think it's funny how on Wikipedia uh, they're categorized as a boy band. Yeah, I think that's just sort of like a joke. For, for okay. Them, like, oh, we're a boy band because we're all under 21. And and the, uh, is the one guy, uh, not Kevin Abstract, but the, the other dude uh, who likes to sort of sing like he's... He likes to sing like M.I.A., which at first was kind of endearing, but after a while I was just like... All right, seriously, could you just, like, sound like you? Yeah, and, and it was always, like, the sort of Egyptian sort of, you know what I mean? That sort of... You know what I mean? The, the sort of Egyptian scale that they were kind of using. Egyptian scale, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm starting off on a bad foot going, like, oh, man, there was... Wet. No, it's actually the opposite. I, um... I gotta say that I actually uh, really enjoyed this album. I, I found it interesting, apparently... This group was formed on Kanye to the dot com. And it probably explains why they're so diverse. Cause it's like there's like six black dudes, three white guys, and like one dude from Africa. <laughs> it's like Jesus. One dude from Ghana and shit. I was like, holy fuck. This reminded me so much of like listening to a Wu Tang album, because so many people like with different styles keep jumping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to tag anybody to anybody specifically, but if I exactly had to, uh, fucking uh, Wood, Merlin Wood, kind of reminded me of maybe like the group's ODB. I was literally gonna say. <laughs> Like, he's just fucking wilding, and he was like, he's got, like, the hair, and he's yeah. jumping all over the place. I, I don't even think he's trying to, like, sound good. <laughs> nah. He's like, just fucking jumping out of his skin, dude. There's one song where he was just, what did he do? It, it literally sounded like he was, a, he was a dog barking in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I love the subtle shit on this album. There, There's one song, I forget which one, but, like, it's got, like, a party blower going in the background. Yeah. It's like at the end of the verse or end of the line, and at the end of the song, you could hear it really well. Or like it, on the album and like in the music videos, there would just be this guy who just like, "My name is Roberto, and I'm, we're about to rob a bank." But he would say it in Spanish. It was just like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, fucking Roberto would introduce each music video in a different way, and it's funny each time. <laughs> Like, they were running, and then one of them fell, <laughs> and then the other guy just comes up, and he's just like, my name is Roberto, and we're looking for uh, uh, Jaden Smith or some shit. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Like, what? 
But yeah, it was, it was just enjoyable. Like, their music videos are just kind of enjoyable to watch, you know? Yeah, it's just dudes ha- having fun. Like, they're all pretty simple music videos. They have, like, simple premises if there is a premise. It just looks like them hanging for the most part. Like, yeah. just, just, just fucking what it would look like if they were just hanging out, yeah. you know? The, the one that has, like, the most premises, the one where they're, like, they look like they just robbed a bank, and every time someone starts a verse, it'll just, like, tell you who who they are and what they did. And it's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is one of the five guys, and th- there's, like, five dudes in an alpaca. And <laughs> they would just randomly keep referring back to the alpaca. And it was like, what relevance does the fucking alpaca have? And it was like, his job was to just distract the police officers by spitting at them. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With each verse, the next guy would, like, pop out of the sunroof. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of spit his verse, then awkwardly crawl back in. And then at the end of the video, it just shows exactly how cramped the inside of the car is. <laughs> or, it just looks like there's no room to move. Yeah, or uh, just the fact that, like, I was like, wait, are they actually going to show us an alpaca? And then they fucking did. He's like, up oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what was it? Oh, I love how th- there was one guy who, like, was barely peeking out. And I was like... Okay, why why can't he like you know why can't he look out? And then it said, "This guy's the driver." Oh yeah! <laughs> I was like, well, holy shit, dude! Pay attention to the fucking road. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say like Odd Future light, but I definitely do enjoy it more than I do enjoy Odd Future I because mean, it's not as I'm gonna stab you with your own nose bone or some shit like. Like, unfortunately, you can't listen to an album where it's a rap collective of, you know, five or more dudes <laughs> of different styles. And not, yeah, and not compare it to either Wu-Tang or Odd yeah. Future or one of them, just because it, it doesn't happen much. No, it doesn't. You know, it's usually just a one guy, maybe two. And even then, usually the second guy's a producer. Groups aren't really a thing that much anymore. Nah, boy bands, so to speak. You don't really, uh... <laughs> See him too much, especially in hip-hop. But, uh, dude, like, everybody here was so cool. Like, everyone brought something different. It, it was a cool feel. Um, I the, the first time I listened to it, I didn't like it as much as I did the second time. Okay, the first time I listened to it, I didn't know that there was more than one person. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what the. I didn't know what the situation was. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was just like a couple of guys kept being featured on the song because it's like you see Brock Hampton. That sounds like one name. Yeah. And then you see, like, the picture, it's just, like, one guy on the, you know, in the car. So I was like, oh, it must be one guy, and he's uh, uh, from Ghana, apparently, but only randomly does his accent come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, it's supposed to be, oh, okay, 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 now I feel like an idiot. All right, let me just do it again. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the second time I listened to it, I enjoyed it a lot more, mm. and then... I practically listened to it a third time because there's so many music videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's videos for uh, Junkie, uh, su- Sweet, Gummy, and then there's even ones for the for the um for the last album too. So it was it was it was getting a little confusing. I was trying to keep track of which ones. And they were all on this have one. like exact same sort of like title cards. Yeah. Uh, follow. Um. But yeah, <laughs> you. you, you as with most music videos, uh, you get more of an appreciation for the song mm-hmm. because now there's like a visual that goes along with it. Like when we had watched the music video for the new Taylor Swift single, uh, like the song's trash. Yeah. But when you watch the music video, 
is like, wow, this music video is really fun and cool. It's a shame the song still sucks, but <laughs> it kind of like it at least connects something for you. Yeah. And with this, it made it easier to follow who's doing what, obviously. And that one music video that identified everybody was really helpful. <laughs> that it gave you the names as they popped out. I don't think everybody was... I don't no, think everybody had parts, but most Wood of them did. Because wasn't in that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's the most interesting guy. Even though, like, his verses won't even be that good. <laughs> just be like, but you know what? I, I just love that he, he just did his thing. You know, he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think a, a big thing about this is their, their beat selection. They they do have an interesting array of beats. Uh, I will say this. Um, and, and, yeah, I know they use the Egyptian thing a lot. But, you know, you know I, 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 I like it. I like it. I, 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 I'm not going to hate too much on it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I like how they had some songs that were just like one verse, you know, like Teeth. I really, about. really liked the short songs. I wish they were so. I wish they were longer. I, I was mad, um, but the one thing I kind of don't get is like, what is there any connection between the song titles and what they're rapping about? It never. Feels I don't think like so. There's any like the only part where I felt like things sort of start connecting is the last couple of songs. But even then, uh, it always feels like. Like, the last two songs felt like they were already songs from something else, because they don't fit with this album at all. They, they feel kind of detached from what else was going on. And then you find out, like, I found out, like, it was either, like, Sunny or Summer that was, like, actually, it wasn't supposed to be on the album. It was something else completely, and it was someone, oh. a song by, like, Bear Grills or something. And, and those, honestly, I felt like, like, Summer was actually one of the, like, the weaker points. It just, I don't know, it just didn't feel like it fit what was going on. And, you know, it's cool to have something that doesn't, like, necessarily fit, but it's just, I don't know, it was, like, for it to come, like, right at the end like that, it was just, like, what? Yeah, the song had a sound of a final track, you know? Yeah. Like, it had the upbeat feeling of, like, this is the culmination, you know? But this album didn't need it. Yeah, you know, like I, I know we comment about it all the time. Whether there's albums where like the the songs feel like they're out of order, or mm-hmm. like the song that's the conclusion isn't played at the end, and it's like, man, this album really could have used like bookends to wrap it up. Did this album didn't need it because it didn't feel like it had a an overall narrative, you know? Yeah. Like this wasn't a concept album that needed a conclusion so to speak it was just a it was just a nice feeling song i guess yeah but it didn't sound like any of the other ones it wasn't a bad song but yeah i'd agree it was the uh it was one of the weaker ones and then um, I, I didn't like uh uh Ga- gamba gamba started out really annoying and it grew on me but yeah I, at that point i was feeling this is the worst song on the album yeah yeah definitely especially with the chorus like all right another thing actually these guys are actually really good with choruses i enjoy yeah yeah they really like tie everything together and it really makes you you know like a lot of times people will have uneventful choruses and it's just like i'm not really feeling this so i'm not really able to feel the verses as well They've got really good beat work, and they've got really good sort of choruses, even though they rely on the high pitch thing a lot. Uh, yeah. There's one song in particular where someone has, like, a high-pitched voice where it's, like, it kind of sounds like it's crackling. You know, that type of thing? Hmm. It was one point, and I was just like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, like, the choruses are actually really cool um, and really sort of, like, memorable. 
Um, but this was the one where it's like the chorus didn't fit, so everything else sort of fell apart on Gamba. Mm-hmm. It was just like calling, 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 trip far, calling, 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 trip. And then what? What you gonna do when you when you old? What you gonna do when you grow? I was like, what are you doing? Like you? That's what are you what doing you now? Like. <laughs> old? Like you sound like Yolandi Visser from fucking um, what's the name of that group? Uh, the advert. Oh yeah. What you gonna do when you old? <laughs> like what? <laughs> so like there will be some courses though where it sounds like there's gonna be a concept and it never really goes through with it. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get a whole bunch of people to actually, like, rally around a concept. Like, like Queer. Yeah. That one sounded... Uh, uh, the chorus is like, um, let me see. Oh, where we'll go is far away. I don't even mind as long as you stay right here, right next to my side. And it's like, that's the chorus of a song that's supposed to be like, hey, you know, maybe we're going to be on tour. Maybe we have to leave someone behind, you know. But Marilyn Wood is like, first off, fuck Dolce and Gabbana, racist mother suckers trying to be my father. Like, huh? What? How was that related to the... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it just feels like, like, you don't have to have a whole bunch of, you know, concepts, I understand. But, like, if you're gonna have one, like, why not stick with it, you know? There's that one song where the verse is talking about, like, I tell my mom I was gay, why won't she listen? And there's like this whole big like heart wrenching thing. That was pretty then the next dope, verse though. has nothing to do with it. That was pretty dope though. It just came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just like, so is this what the whole song's gonna be about? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was just like, uh, uh let me see. Uh, I told my mom I was gay. Why the fuck she ain't listen? Signed a publisher deal, and her opinion fucking disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And then what did he say? Is it homophobic to only hook up with straight niggas? You know, like closet type mask niggas. Why don't you take that mask off? That's what. That's the thought I had last night. Why are you always rapping about being gay? Cause not enough rap niggas rapping be gay. <laughs> it's like oh, oh, oh sh-. And then like after after that part, it's just like did it, did it, did it. Like nothing happens. It's just let that awkwardness just be out there. And then back to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about this, and I've I've heard this recently, I forgot who said it, but it was basically talking about songwriting, and it's like, you know you've written a song well when you've said everything you need to say, and it doesn't really matter how you've said it. Mm. There was a lot on this album where, like, it might have might not have been, you know, the cleanest or the neatest. Like, there might have been some lines that ended early, or like you had said with that one, like, verses feel like they end early or some shit. It's like, man, if they just got something to say, they're gonna say it. They don't really care how it sounds. It's out there. And that ties into the how real this album felt, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, this is just these dudes, you know? This is just what these dudes are like. Yeah. And you could get little glimpses about each one, and that was that was yeah. so cool. And I definitely feel like Kevin Abstract was sort of, like, the star. He was, like, the method man of the album, you know? Yeah, I mean, he is on the album cover. Yeah. It- <laughs> the only one on the album cover. Yeah, there's, like, something felt wrong about that. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> there's other fucking people. What the hell? But it was, like, it's from that one video, isn't it? Like... Yeah, where he's just, so. like, looking out of the van. Well, there's, there's there's crazy shit going on on the inside, but you can't see it. Yeah, which kind of... I kind of wonder, it's like, how, do, how does this go? Like, when you're working on an album, you know, like, I, I'm guessing they weren't done with the album while they were making the music videos, which seems weird. Like, why would you shoot music videos if you don't know if the fucking album's done yet? 
Remember the one music video that looked like it was just filmed at a, like a car wash? Yeah. <laughs> it was just them hanging. This is like at a like a car wash after dark and you can't even see everybody all that well. well. Like at first it seemed like they were in like on like the bleachers or something and then it pulled out mm. and it was like, wait, where are they? <laughs> um yeah, uh okay, so uh, what was that one song that was like Oh, oh, it was queer. Alright, never mind. No, because I actually like that song, except for when uh, that dude came in. Um, who was it? Amir Vaughn, which sucks because I actually liked his verse on other parts, but he was just like, he said like, my whole life slowly turned into a daydream. I hit the bank with a smile on my face, man. Pretty women always pulling at my waistband. Used to get arrested. All I get is checks now. Oh. It's like, what? Wait, what was de- what was daydream and checks now supposed to rhyme with? Was that just was that just fucking out there? Maybe that just ties back with the. Eh, it doesn't fucking matter if it rhymes. But <laughs> I will say it does sound more awkward at times than others. Yeah, no, like there. And the thing is, is like I, I guess I can get that if you're doing. Oh, we just don't give a fuck. You know. Oh, it's totally because we don't give a fuck, not because we just didn't want to bother with a rhyme. <laughs> You know, like, it just sounds oh, yeah, yeah. whack. You know what I mean? Yeah, th- there are some folks that you can tell just do it to do it, and then there's other ones where you can tell they just don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, like, I just can't be bothered. And With then, this, I didn't feel that. You know, I didn't feel like they didn't care. I just figured, like, it just felt like... I mean, if you're putting three albums out in a year, there probably isn't much left on the cutting room floor. It's probably just... <laughs> they're, if they recorded it, it's on... Like, it's going in there. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what the writing process is even like yeah. with this, you know? Uh, who's that one lyric? Merlin Wood, the crazy motherfucker. <laughs> he says, I never... See, he, all right, this is the thing that gets me. Like, the first line is cool. He's like, I never would have met my friends if not for satellites. And I was like, wow, that's kind of... Yeah, it's fascinating. Like, these people that you literally would have had no connection with if it weren't for, like, this modern technology. And then the next line is... Yeah, I'll cuff her even if she doesn't suck me right. Like, I, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had a cool, like, thought going on there. And then you're just gonna go to... But you know what? Fuck it. That's Marilyn Wood. That's, I, I guess that's just him. <laughs> um, and then, what was that Jesus song? Um, I kind of like this one, kind of didn't. Uh, I felt that it needed more going on, especially with that. So, like, he goes, like, he says... Uh, he says, uh, I fell in love with a dancer in Atlanta. I'm lying. I ain't a Drake-type-ass nigga. But I'm more like Troy Sivan with a whole lot of melanin. It was like, wait, what? Why did you just lead us down that nowhere path? Like, wh- what was the point of doing that? Because <laughs> it was just like, uh, I fell in love with, this, with a stripper. Oh, what's the story like? Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Like, what? Why? Why did you just do <laughs> that? Why, though? What's the point? <laughs> You know, like, um, and then it's like, I'm more like Troy Savon, and then you look up the Genius Annotation, it's like, oh, he's a Australian singer who, like, uh, Kevin Abstract, is part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, I remember Troy Savon. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, he's, he's, cause he's, he's gay. What? <laughs> like, why did you, that was such an awkward way to, like, it's such a j- j- jilted, uh, not, not jilted, just such a just strange way to try to, like, tie these pieces together. I don't know. It's like, it, it's it's places where some of it works and places where some of it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, when he brings up the, I'm going to get head from a fucking straight nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and like, it's cool when it works there. But there's other places where it's just like, what? 
Like, you just needed to hammer this out in some way to make this more cohesive. Um, but it's definitely a lot of cool jams in here. And maybe if they would have worked too hard on it, maybe it wouldn't have had the authenticity, I don't know, that they were looking for. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. It, ha- it definitely has a rawness to it. I feel like ultimately, if these guys are talented, it would not have hurt them to sort of go like, all right, let's make these actually make sense. Like, let's throw, let's vomit on the tracks and then clean it up, you know? Like I said before, when I said this probably isn't left, there isn't probably much left on the cutting room floor. Maybe you could have cut a couple of them or used some of the stronger thoughts from some, put them in other ones, you know, to make some really fucking standout tracks. Because, yeah, like, I really enjoyed it. I personally was bummed when I went on the website and the store isn't open yet because I was literally about to fucking order a copy because I wanted one and the store isn't open yet. What the fuck? How do you have two albums out? You ain't got a fucking store open, bro. What's going they're waiting. on? They're, they're, prob- they're probably waiting for three. They're, they're probably <laughs> waiting for three so you can order all three of them at a discount. What if they weren't expecting, like, to do this, to, you know, for people to be really paying attention? So they're just like, oh, shit, what? <laughs> People actually want our shit? Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, like, you can get it on, like, iTunes, and you can listen to it on Spotify, but there aren't physical releases yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, Um, I I love Matt Champion. He says, uh, I got this shitty mustache and a new haircut, short, but tall enough to ride every ride, so it's fair enough. (laughs) I just love that little little tidbit of information. But then, I I don't like the next line, where it's like, Teeth crooked, but my breath fresh just like the evergreens. My attitude is a bit like a psych... Fuck. You mean a psychopath? I was like, what? Like, that doesn't work for me because... Like, it almost is funny, but like... What was the rhyme supposed to be that I was supposed to think was gonna rhyme, but you messed it up? Like, a psycho... Psychophene? Like, no one would confuse Hmm. the word psychopath with with something rhyming with the word evergreen. So it just doesn't work as well. You know what I mean? It, it kind of reminds me of, yeah. like, when, uh, what's his name, did that song, the the Blurred Lines song, where he's just like, you want to oh. hug me? What rhymes with hug me? You know, it's, it's like, well, like, not what you think it does. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're going to do something like that, the rhyme has to be, I have to be able to hear what the rhyme is going to be to know, oh, he messed it up, and that's why it's funny. There's lots of moments of just, like, really smart genius moments, really great beats, but there's a lot of moments where it's just like, what? What was that? Or, and, you know, I'm sure people who are fans are going to think, oh, it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be that. Yeah, but, you know, like, I, I think you have to earn moments of ridiculousness in a way. I, I don't even think it's coming from that place. Like, I don't think they're trying to ma- not make sense. No, but what I mean, like, you as an artist, no, I mean, you as an artist can do whatever you want. But me as a consumer, I have no allegiance to you. Why sure. should I be caring that you're doing this random shit? You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. So th- that's just personally how I feel. Like, if you want me to be a fan of yours, and if you don't want me to be a fan of yours, maybe you just want the people who are just like, random shit, lol to random, that's all we want. It's like, eh, that's cool. But I-, I I hear a lot of really good, you know, moments that if they sort of hammered them out could be really brilliant. You know what I mean? Um, And so, like, I don't want this to feel like I'm down on them in any way. I just kind of feel like, Dude, this could be a fucking classic. Everyone needs to hear this. But I kind of don't feel like it is. You know, I feel like it's like, eh, if you want to check it out, yeah, sure, go ahead. But I'm not going like, yo, guys, you got to hear these new guys. They're going to fucking change the game. And you know what? Fine. Yeah, not everyone wants to change the game. Some people just want to 
some people just want to put out their weird shit. And if you just want to hear weird shit, this is your shit. Um, but I also think it's really cool that they that they do have moments of sort of uh, uh, brilliance and cleverness that is enough to maybe warn it to listen. But um, I, I, whether or not you're going to come back to it is sort of a your mileage may vary sort of thing, you know? I recommend it as a listen. Uh, I personally think that some of these dudes um, deserve spots in the double XL more than some of the folks that are in there. <laughs> Definitely fucking Merle, Marilyn Wood. <laughs> Yeah, so, some of them definitely have stronger presences than uh, than others, but yeah, man. Um, I would say a strong, solid four from mm. me personally. Um, like I said, I want to buy a copy so I can listen to it again. Uh, it was a lot more fun than I thought going in. Like it, it had a, st- a slow start, but after I listened to it the first time, the second listen really blew me away. I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. I thought um, there's definitely a rawness, a realness to it. Like I said before. I'd say, like, uh, my rating was, like, a 3.7. So it's just kind of like, like, it's almost there, you know? But it's just, like, two, one too many moments of, like, hmm. Eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it, it definitely did fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of, like I said, like, derivative moments where it's just, like, the you're trying to sound like MIA, like, you know, all the time on the choruses. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I, I, does that make you an important artist if all you're doing is copying this guy, you know? I don't know. Um, but, but like I said, it, it's not enough to really make me hate it, though. It's just, I, I think it's just, you, you know what it is? I think this is one of those things where it's like, I see how good you guys could be, but because you're just dicking around, it's just like, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, so maybe I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be marking that against them as much. It's like, you can't, you can't judge them on, what you think they could end up being. You just gotta judge them on what they are. And what they are is like, it's okay. But so far, you know what? Uh, above average. Definitely above average cats. Uh, you know. So, solid. Hope they keep doing their thing. Hope they keep giving music that people will enjoy. And, you know, maybe when they do their solo projects, that'll be more of like their, um, you know, this is like their proving grounds. And maybe sort of like their solo projects will be like, all right, now that I'm doing my own thing, this is this is my solid sound that I wanted to make. You know what I mean? Well, folks, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for checking us out. If this is the first time checking us out, we got all of our old episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, if you never want to miss an episode, uh, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search Going Off Podcast on iTunes. And we post the new episodes on YouTube every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to see what we're talking about throughout the week. Um, If there's albums you want reviewed on the podcast, uh, check out our Patreon. Uh, We got um, rates for requests and uh, exclusive audio content. We got a whole bunch of cool shit. Um, So if you're watching us on YouTube, all those links are on the screen right in front of you and until next time for the going off podcast i'm muse and i'm the rap critic grab my holy folds squeeze them tight you son of a bitch <laughs>